Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Friday, the 2nd of December. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, let's kick things off with the scores on the doors. We had the Dow Jones breathing a little, pausing a little after the big run yesterday on the back of Federal Chief Jerome Powell's commentary. Uh, We had the Dow down 193 points or 0.56%, 34,397. It had a high of a mere plus six. We had a low of minus 460. So off its lows, but no one really prepared to take a big bet ahead of that uh, all-important jobs number that we are going to be seeing on Friday, coming through Saturday morning our time. The Nasdaq was up 21 points, or 0.18%, 11,489. The S&P 500 down four points, or 0.09%. Nothing shaking but the trees there, 4,000. And 77. And the VIX volatility index, oh, how the mighty have fallen. And certainly something we've alluded to here, down 2.9% to 19.94. Probably a little bit more downside there before it's probably right to be starting to buy the VIX again. But um, certainly at the moment, everything is calm and everything is um, pretty much under control, it seems, in the US. Uh, We did see uh, European markets better as well. Uh, Stock 600 up 0.9, FTSE down 0.2, Germany up 0.7, France up 0.2, Spain unchanged, Italy up 0.3. In the US, as far as stocks go, Apple was up 0.4, Meta up Uh, 2.04%, Google unchanged, Microsoft unchanged, Amazon down 1%, Tesla pretty much unchanged, Netflix up 3.9%. And the U.S. banks, uh, they were easier. J.P. Morgan down 1.4. Citigroup down 1.3. Goldman Sachs down 0.7. Bank of America down 2.8%. Wells Fargo 2.1% down. And Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was up 2%. Those 10-year yields in the U.S. tumbled 3.51%. U.S. two years 4.24%. And the Aussie 10-year, 3.44%. And the Aussie dollar at 68.11 US cents. US dollar index falling 1.15%. That certainly helped commodities and should continue to help our resource stocks today. Probably see a little bit of banking weakness. We do have ASX 200 futures down 15 points or 0.2 of a percent. So nothing very dramatic there, especially given the uh, the good run that we saw yesterday. We are up 70-odd points yesterday, and some of that was at the close. So maybe giving back some of that 15-point uh, rally from 4 o'clock to 4.10. In terms of commodities overnight, the US dollar falling, certainly helping matters. Gold price was up nearly 2%, $33.50. So stand by for a good day in gold stocks. They did have a good day yesterday, but we might see some more kicking in today. 1803.3 hitting above that 1800 US a ounce for gold. 
WTI also doing well up 0.7, but Brent crude doing better, 1.9% higher for Brent crude. Obviously, hopes that China is going to relax some of their restrictions is certainly helping the global oil demand story. And of course, we do have OPEC Plus meeting this weekend. It is a virtual meeting. Uh, they don't want to see each other in person this time, apparently. But uh, certainly, that will be very well uh, watched and analysed, of course. In other metal prices last night, we had copper up 1.3%, nickel up 2.3%, aluminium up 0.6%, zinc up 1.2%, lead down 0.4%, and tin up 1.6%. This has led to some moves in our miners. We did have a good day yesterday in BHP, and they are up another 0.4% in ADR terms. Rio up 0.9%, which is a slightly higher um, stock price when you translate it back to Aussie. Freeport McMoran is down 0.6, Alcoa down 2.1, Tech up 2.7, Anglo down 3.1, Glencore down 1.2, Vale up 0.7, Arbamile down 0.8 of a percent. So a little bit of um, nothingness really in those metal stocks, but gold stocks certainly will be well bid for today, and uh, we could see some interest fall back into uh, the likes of Santos and Woodside, which Woodside have had a pretty uh, rough few days following that production guidance. They have got an investor day today. Iron ore up 1.9%. That's going well. And the coal price looks to have come off as well overnight. That was down 5.4% according to our numbers. But uh, in the US, in a little more detail, uh, the uh, core personal consumption expenditure price index there's a mouthful, but that's an index the Fed looks for because it excludes food and energy. That only increased 0.2% in October, though it was up 5% from a year ago. Uh, the monthly gain was slightly cooler, which is a good thing, than the 0.3% expected by analysts. We do have non-farm payrolls on Friday. That is the biggie. Uh, there are um, some analysts predicting an increase of around 180,000 in November with an uptick in participation uh, to 62.34%, which will lift the unemployment rate from 37 to 3.8%. So keep an eye on that headline unemployment rate. And obviously the jobs numbers are 180,000, 200,000 looks to be expected. In other US news last night, Salesforce was on the nose after the software maker said Brett Taylor would step down as co-chief executive officer in January. Costco, also on the nose, dropped around 6.6% after its November sales slowed to only a 5.7% gain from the prior year. October numbers were up 7.7%. And Jefferies Financial Group has told its staff that upcoming bonus season will be a difficult one following a volatile year across Wall Street. Bank of America got some interesting research out in terms of commodities. They've identified five top themes for 2023 in the commodity space. We have cons supply constraints finally balanced against recession risks. Brent crude there, Bank of America is expecting it $110 a barrel, with diesel exceeding $200 US a barrel. NYMEX natural gas prices in the US should drop below $5 US per MMBTU, and copper could hit $12,000 US a tonne, and gold could exceed $2,000 US an ounce, 
and adds that commodities for inflation hedging, diversification and positive role returns to its portfolios. So interesting take from Bank of America there on the commodity space. In local news today, we have uh, CBA has said the 10% lift in the Australian dollar in the past month and a half, mainly due to a weaker US dollar, duh, which in turn partly reflects looser US financial conditions. These guys are geniuses, aren't they? And the Commonwealth Bank will roll out a new payments orchestration service. That's what they call it in inverted commas, the bunny ears. Service for business customers next year. A move that shows its desire to take on Irish-American fintech giant Stripe and wrest back the valuable transaction data from some of the buy now, pay later operators. Smart Group, back in private equity spotlight. Uh, The board seems to be the roadblock there, but private equity having another look at Smart Group, S-I-Q, the stock code there. And headlines in the AFR today, and a little bit more in that in Henry's take today. NBN has written off $31 of government investment. And Woodside has warned of WA gas project delays uh, to Scarborough off the coast of WA. Uh, Faces delays thanks to the implications of an Indigenous man's court win against Santos in the Northern Territory. Rio has shot down the hydrogen hype. Its chief scientist, Nigel Stewart, has told investors that shipping liquid hydrogen could actually accelerate global warming rather than help. Of course, they do have a vested interest there. Uh, Telstra has put their retail energy business on hold. We do have Polynovo. Uh, They will be issuing an investor update on Monday. Beach Energy has submitted a new counter-proposal to acquire Warrego for $0.25 a share. City Chic Collective, CCX, has has been downgraded to underweight from market weight at Wilson's. And Bubs Australia, downgraded to neutral from a buy at City. City have actually cut their price target for uh, Bubs quite considerably, down to $0.32 from around, uh, I think it was around uh, $0.68. So they've gone from a buy to a neutral. They should have had a sell, and they've got it completely wrong. So well done, City. And they're not the only ones. I've got it completely wrong as well. And that is about it on the announcements fronts early. Question of the day today. Does watching the interview with Sam Blankman-Fried give you any more confidence in the crypto world, or has it just confirmed your suspicions? that it is just one huge Ponzi scheme. I'll leave the thought with you. But thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you.